Good morning. Good morning, St. Paul. This is your unbougie foodie, Wesley Wright, coming to you on, again, another wonderful Saturday. This is going to be a really beautiful weekend, folks, so I hope you all are getting out there and enjoying this wonderful weather. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so much to do, even if you're just, you know, just to get out and enjoy yourself uh <laughs> what 50 60 degrees this is crazy <laughs> but i love it love every moment of it i hope you all are ready to talk about food as always we are going to be discussing a bunch of stuff uh, and i'm excited to just talk about the things that we're going to be talking about really um one and I know this is seems going it's going to seem kind of um well I I've talked about it quite a bit <laughs> but uh there is an event that's going to be happening this weekend that I am just so excited to uh, having an opportunity to go to um and I spoke about it maybe a couple of weeks ago may have even talked about it last week too but um as the time gets closer and closer I really want to just kind of like bring bring it up <laughs> um, because it involves chefs that are um, well a chef but other chefs within the city um, specifically though of one of Saint from St. Paul and one that you know that I've talked about uh, quite frequently and that's Handsome Hog but before all that before all that um, let me explain to you what this event is um, the event is called Kashan 555. And I guess I explained probably <laughs> weeks ago. Kashan um, is French for pork or pig, actually. And uh, I don't know if you've, you've probably seen it around town, maybe posters or maybe even commercials on television. But, uh, you know, it's their tag is five pigs five five chefs five pigs and five winemakers um, basically providing them you an opportunity to have a food ex food experience um, at Lowe's Hotel in Minneapolis uh, that will if you are a lover of pork you will totally understand what this <laughs> is about uh, and be able to enjoy all the different types of preparations that these chefs are actually going through. Now, City Pages had uh, a nice little write-up about it, and I just want to kind of touch on that a little bit uh, to give you some information um, about when the Kushan is going to be, Kushan 555. It is February 19th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., and again, that's at the Lowe's Hotel, the address is 601 First Avenue North. Again, that's in Minneapolis. And if you want to find out even more detailed information and possibly get tickets, you could go to Kushan555, and I'll spell that. It's C-O-C-H-O-N, as in Nancy, 555.com. Uh, I know it's, it sounds weird, but trust me. Um... I have been following this for the past three years. Um, yeah, three years. Uh, following it, meaning that I've always wanted to go, never had the opportunity. Now, 
Mind you, I have to say, and this is not, I'm quite sure that because of the price of the ticket or tickets, they are going to put on a wonderful spread. I, I have no doubt in my mind because of that. But I've been watching it for three years because <laughs> I have been looking at the price and saying, man, can I do this? Can I afford this? <laughs> But I, I, I knew that I really wanted to go this year, so I've been saving up. Yes, the unbougie foodie saves up to do certain things, <laughs> as sometimes we all have to. So in this case, the general admission ticket, hold your, hold your, hold your breath. <laughs> uh, and hold on to the steering wheel if you're driving and you're listening to me. It's $125 for general admission and $200 for VIP. Um, yes, again, as I said, it's kind of steep. But the experience that you're going to have, I, I mean, I've talked to one or two other uh, individuals that have attended this event, and that is, I think, what made me really want to, as they say, uh, you know, pull that card out <laughs> and... <laughs> make the decision to go uh it, it, it's beyond compare from what i'm being told and just the descriptions the watching the videos um again watching this for a number of years knowing that it's there and that i want to go to it um to well this year was the year that i i'm, I'm actually going so i am looking forward to it uh be prepared for lots of pictures to be available um, as you know i take a lot of photos of food that places that i've gone to and that i've enjoyed um, this is not going to be any different if anything it probably might be more um, so i have to prepare my phone as well as my regular uh digital camera because i am going to be taking photos and making sure to provide you all with all kind of a blow by blow if you would of the different plates that are going to be available uh for you know from each one of these chefs and you know just to give you an idea if you're not familiar with who these chefs are you're never gonna you never have to worry about being hungry uh, or just getting a small piece or something no um Again, I'm going by others that have gone there, you know, that I've talked to and just I've reached out to just certain ones and said, hey, have you gone to um, this before? I, I really would like to find out a bit more about the event um, so I could tell listeners on, you know, in the community um, about the event and what they should expect. And, you know, one of the things that they mentioned uh, was that you won't walk away from this hungry in any way, shape or form. Um, again, with five chefs and them making preparation, different plates and and um, uh, different types of uh, of meal or items on the menu. That's what I'm trying to say. Items on the me on their menu, you have a, a wide variety to choose from. And some of the chefs, well, I'll just go through all of the chefs actually. Um, Last year, as I mentioned, again, <laughs> keep referring back to weeks when I've talked about it, but the current and reigning, as they say, Prince of Pork is Jorge Guzman of Surly Brewing. 
Um, again, he is one of the competing chefs. The next is Thomas Kim of Rabbit Hole. And I, I hopefully I'll have an opportunity to talk about Rabbit Hole, but Rab- I just recently had an opportunity to go to Rabbit Hole last week, Saturday, as a matter of fact. And that was there. I was impressed. I mean, you know, it, to just get some, we were there for an afternoon of kind of, I was doing a volunteer meeting with some co-workers from my secular job. Um, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed what I had. I mean, it was happy hour time. Uh, happy hour meaning not so much because of the any drinks, but it was because the, the food, uh, the lunch that we were having was definitely less than at after happy hour, <laughs> I'll say. So, Rabbit Hole uh, in... Know, they're where they're located. We'll talk about that shortly. Um, they're located in uh, Midtown Global Market, but again, more information a little bit later. Uh, J.D. Um, Fransky of the uh, Strip Club. He's also going to be one of the chefs. Uh, Gray Nonis. Um, apparently, he was a chef that was at Tully B, um, but he is going to be there uh, at the Kushan. And then lastly... But not least is Justin Sutherland of Handsome Hog. And gosh, y'all know how I, how much I talk about Handsome Hog as being an awesome place, you know, especially in St. Paul itself. And to know that he has an opportunity where the, the restaurant is sending their head chef to compete. Yeah, this is this is one that I'm really going to enjoy. And I am going to be happy to talk about it uh, next week uh, to bring you all of, you know, again, photos, descriptions, and so much more. Um, From what City Pages was actually describing, they put on an impressive spread of cheeses from St. Paul Cheese Shop. Um, What? uh, Parma hams. uh, They're going to be having at the event uh, piles of Kashan or pig, uh, just in every way possible. And, you know, they make the, they use the description of, of one portion or when you're doing portions of the pig or even cutting up, uh, kind of like the bacon or, what do you want to say? I just want to, I feel bad by just saying portions of the pig, but the cracklings, so you're cutting up portions of maybe a cut of pi- uh, a cut of the meat, and they're the smaller ends, but you use them to as the flavorings. And because you're really cooking it uh, to draw out all of the natural juices that are coming from the meat itself, the meat starts to shrink and starts to get crispy. And that's what those cracklings are, but they said that there will be cracklings the size of a tabletop, <laughs> which is very impressive because normally cracklings are, again, they're small pieces. Uh, so, I, yeah, this is just going to be one that I'm going to be excited to see. And they keep mentioning, you're going to be full at this event. You're going to be full. It's going to be, it's going to be a party. <laughs> I I think of going to an event like this 
just people talking and excited to see how the chefs are preparing um, the different pigs that they provided and it's not just about that but you know there's I, apparently there's some camaraderie people go on a yearly basis I am not one of them <laughs> this is my first time so maybe my over excitement is just because this is my first time but I appreciate going to an event like this and from this is rare very very rare but I appreciate going to an event like this because I know how much work that they that the chefs have actually been putting into making this preparation and I only say that because in doing what I do and providing information to the community about new places and so forth you get to learn um, about the chefs what they do how they make preparations of certain meals or menus Um, you start to follow them to just find out what they do on their day-to-day you know schedule or lives Um, what's you know they'll probably post something on twitter or on instagram on what is new right now or what uh, you can enjoy today uh, in the restaurant so it's things like that that give me an opportunity to know what is actually going on and what they're doing i know that um uh, for example with handsome hog justin sutherland he has he's funny he's actually quite comical not in a goofy way but just the things that he does he makes his instagram and posts very light and uh enjoyable to read one that you know hey you want to follow this guy you want to follow the chef because he's doing interesting stuff and then to know that the food there at handsome hog is amazing um yeah uh you see him actually and his staff preparing different cuts of meat um he's in their i have kitchen or preparation area with the full hog or pig on the table and they're doing you know a job on the you know butchering uh, the the pig but it's it's things like that when i know th- that help me appreciate going to these events uh, because they're uh, putting so much work and effort into uh, making this preparation and to even be at uh, this event um, i mentioned that th- these chefs are actually competing they really are competing because as i mentioned uh, a few moments ago about jorge guzman a prince of pork so prince of pork or princess of pork because it can be a man or a woman um, the chef that will actually be the reigning or crowned if you would um, that chef that has prepared either category of different menu items from that pig that surpasses all others Um, and this is actually a a nationwide type of competition because whoever actually becomes the prince or princess of pork here at the Kashan in uh, Minneapolis will then go on to the Grand Kashan and that is where all of the chefs, I believe it is 17 cities, if I'm not mistaken, that they're actually, it's a tour, if you would, sort of somewhat, 
Um, but each one of those chefs will then be at the Grand Kashan and they will then have to compete to see who is going to be, <laughs> I suppose, the king or queen, maybe. I, I don't know that far. <laughs> I only know about the kush- the Kashan that happens in Minneapolis. <laughs> so I have to do some more research on, on the Grand Kashan. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it is in Chicago. But, again, lots of work that they're doing. Uh, <laughs> I like how it's also being described. And maybe this is probably a very bad description. But it's people be so full that it's just going to be a sloppy. <laughs> if, you're, if you're Caribbean or you know what Bacanal is, uh, yeah, it's going to be a sloppy party. <laughs> It's going to be one where people will be most likely sitting down or slowly walking away from this event, <laughs> wondering, what have I done? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I hope to be one of those persons. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's not just, talk about this event as though, again, it's just a party and, and so forth, but... Yes, it will be, but it's also for a good cause because there is a difference between having, you know, pork that is, or, yeah, I'll just say pork, or a a pig that has not been properly cared for, and the, the consumption of these types of pork or whatever, or what have people questionable and and thinking okay i can't eat pork because well for one reason or another and i'm not talking about religious but health wise they see perhaps pigs being uh, given if you would or fed unhealthy scraps and so forth that's not the case with heritage um, breed hogs Um, these are they're raised they're on family farms and the responsibility that these families have uh, they are held at a higher standard and i think not just because they want that uh not because they feel that they want the recognition but because they feel that they have a responsibility to provide uh, and feed uh, a pig in a healthy manner one that is not going to anyone that's going to question and say well I don't really know what conditions this pig was in or how you know they're what they where they live their their pen all of that is at times is important to people and with these heritage breed pigs and hogs um, they are raised by families that um, take that responsibility very seriously um, so when you do have these types of of hogs or pigs um, the product that you're getting is even more delicious uh, than what you at times buy at your local grocery store but we know that I mean we know that when we have things that are fresh it tastes so much different so different and you know that goes with meat as well I mean I, I was talking specifically about vegetables but that goes with meat as well so you know to know that these heritage pigs are are raised um, very at a higher standard 
um, and these families take pride in them. I mean, con consider it, I think, with any, even when you go to like the state fair, um, think of the different types of animals that are there um, well, when they're saying the, our prized pig or our prized um, cow or, you know, whatever product that they are providing, these families are taking that responsibility very seriously and to a level that they want to pass on to uh, those that are the consumer uh, or in this case chefs that they're providing their pigs to or their hogs to so that they know that uh, it's going to be high quality um, that what they've been what they're fed you know is not going to be something that's going to cause question uh, for those that follow how animals are actually being treated we talk so much in the news about you know uh, cage free and the different types of chickens and eggs and and so forth i mean it, it goes also towards areas of you know pigs cows beef if you would um so those that have that interest and and are worried about that yeah heritage breed hogs that's not something that you have to worry about. And y it's, I was just talking to a friend. So if you're out there, uh, Mr. Story, Adam, um, I'm hoping you are going to be going along uh, with me tomorrow. I just called him out. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned, or he mentioned that either he knows a family or he has a family, family members that deals with um, heritage um, bred pigs or hogs um, and could certainly attest to the different types of the quality of the meat the flavor um, and when you're doing either you know a roast uh, or a pork loin um, how the flavor the texture is it's phenomenal I really do hope you, uh, you get a chance to go to the Kashan along with me, um, Adam. So if you're out there and you're listening, please make sure you buy your ticket. <laughs> On that note about tickets, yesterday was the day that I bought my ticket, and I was very surprised. I really was because I know the year before, I was just going out to see if tickets were available. And... I think I probably did that probably a, a week or two uh, prior to the event, and there were no tickets. I mean, every level. I mean, the gr the grand, uh, the general admission, of course, the VIP. I couldn't admittedly afford the VIP anyway, but uh, it seems like the VIP is sold out first. It always seems to be that way. And then uh, I'm talking, speaking about last year the general mission was just totally gone uh, just all together and so those were the only the two types that were available uh, and I take that back because there was another VIP one that was I think it was the grand VIP oh that's what it was yep it was $400 but see you that means that you have uh, a multi-course dinner um, at a restaurant and in this case this year it was going to be at Spoon and Table. So it's kind of like a pre-party, uh, <laughs> a pre-Kashan. Um, 
Yeah, that one was definitely gone as well. I, I know I looked on when I purchased my ticket for this year. Yeah, the 400 was gone. The 200 was certainly gone. I was very surprised that the general admission or 125 was still available. So, you know, like I said, you have to save up. Because <laughs> uh, we're on a budget here. <laughs> we're certainly on a budget. <laughs> anyway, if you want to find out more information about the Kashan, as I, you know, I talked about and uh, mentioned uh, at the beginning, uh, you can find out uh, that information online by going to Kashan555.com and we'll tell you all the information that you really want to know. You'll even be able to see some videos that are available um, from past uh, Kashan and other cities. So if you have the ability to go, and you never know, you might have a little bit of money saved up. Okay, I one of the reasons why I did, did decide to go to, I'm just a little off topic a little bit, you know, when you're single, you have a little bit more money. You could spend something on yourself. So rather than buying anything for really buying anything for myself, I decided I would save a little money and treat myself to this, knowing that I can actually talk about this and share this with you all uh, at a later time. So trust me, it's with a purpose why I do uh, and attend events like this. Um, is because I really want to share it with, uh, with the community. Um, even if it is just to give you an opportunity, and we're not saying that, hey, you have to go to an event like this, but knowing that there are five different chefs from restaurants that are around the city, um, some that we've visited or that we've gone to or I plan to go to, except for Handsome Hawk, because you know I go there at least once a month. <laughs> um it'll give you an opportunity to see what type of meals the preparation that a chef is is doing um, you know I like to describe foods that I and plates that I get at restaurants very mouth-watering and by sharing that with you hopefully you'll get that that urge to go out and take yourself or your family your loved ones out to dinner even if it's, you know, once a month, um, it doesn't take a lot. Or <laughs> you could always cook it at home. That brings up a very good point. Um, we're finding more and more people are cooking at home. I mean, wh what do you feel is your thoughts on cooking at home? Yeah, I would, I would really love to find out that information from you so you know please make sure you visit my Facebook page maybe leave a comment about what your thoughts on are cooking uh, on cooking at home versus going out to a restaurant N number one I mean that I think of and that's with whether you're single married uh, with children with family it does save you money it definitely does save you money because and then to you know your taste more than relying on what a chef or a restaurant might actually prepare because mind you yes not every plate or item on a menu 
will be to your taste or to your liking. But cooking at home, you know just amount of right amount of spice, seasoning that you would like to have in a dish. But it's always fun too, that swing of the pendulum, to go out and enjoy someone else's cooking. Why not? Wouldn't you agree with that? Somebody's got to agree. <laughs> but please leave a message on my Facebook page. Um, you know, leave a comment and tell me what your thoughts are. That's going to be a question for next week that I'm going to ask. And hopefully you'll be able to answer as well or add some opinions to. What are your thoughts on about either eating out or cooking at home? In the meantime social media that you could see what I'm doing follow me if you would again there is Facebook and you can find me by typing in the unbougie foodie there is Instagram which is the underscore unbougie foodie there's Twitter which is at unbougie foodie and then if you want to send a menu or menu a recipe and maybe have that shared on you know to the community on the show again keeping in mind this is a show for the community within the community please send that e send an email to the foodie at gmail.com and I'll make sure to share that with the community and you'll get a shout out too who doesn't like to get a shout out <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about now um, there is I don't know who likes who likes sushi in 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 the community in the neighborhood I, I know I don't think that I don't know many people that don't like sushi and I, I think it's that not so much that they don't like it at all there are certain things that they will not have so I can't really say that I know anyone that does not like sushi at all. I mean, that will not have any part of it. Uh, for me, I, I mean, I think there's only, well, I can't even say that. I was going to say there's one thing about sushi that I, I, I don't like, um, but I still, I still have it. <laughs> uh, it's the avocado. Now, you know how avocado is in just about every form of sushi, except for uh, nigiri, <laughs> which is just the sushi itself, um, whether it be the fish uh, or the seafood piece on a bed of rice, a small little bed of rice. Um, yeah, the avocado, well... It doesn't agree very well with the Ambuji Foodie. <laughs> Let's just say that. But I will still have it. You know, because I can't take it off or miss it from off of like a spider roll or a dragon roll. Uh, yeah, these different types of, of rolls. Yeah, I, I need to have it on there. You know, I shouldn't have it, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> There is a new, newish sushi place uh, in the east side of St. Paul. It is called Red Walk Sushi. 
It is located at 1626 White Bear Avenue North. They are open uh, if you want to see their menu uh, or uh, see a little bit more about uh, Red Walk. Their website is uh, www.redwalksushi.com. Their hours are Sunday through Thursday, and this is for lunch. Um, That's 11 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And then for dinner, Sunday through Thursday, 4.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. So there's a break in between. Normally, and I think that's at any sushi restaurant, I think, uh, at least the ones that are many that I've gone to, they always seem to have a break on in the middle. So that difference or that time frame from, in this case for Red Walk, from 2.30 to 4.30, that's when they refresh all of uh, their, the, well, they change over from the lunch, the different types of items that they're offering for, for lunch. Um, They might be a smaller for lunch rather than larger for the dinner size. But then also making sure that they're that all the fish are are fresh. The seafood that they're uh, that they're preparing is fresh. Uh, If they need to do um, pre-preparation to create the cuts of fish necessary for each one of the uh, the sushi um, menu items, um, that is actually done during that time frame. and it also prob- gives the chefs and the staff an opportunity to have lunch themselves, have something to eat. <laughs> but, and on Friday and Saturday, it is from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. So that's, again, Friday to Saturday. Friday side. Friday, interesting. Why that? There's no break. But just know that those are their hours. But they are uh, a newish sushi restaurant that is in your local area or in the neighborhood. Again, that's 1626 White Bear Avenue North. Um, And it's being described as an Asian fusion with Chinese, Japanese, Thai, um, a sushi bar. Um, And again, it's a dining spot that's currently in the neighborhood. Um, You know, in my research, um, you know, we use different types of items to find uh, restaurants within your area and I can appreciate uh, the Dayton's Bluff um, uh, newspaper or uh, district forum newspaper that comes out um, so the 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 writer mentioned how it's a wide variety of of, of cuisine it's really a, a few uh, Asian fusion as I mentioned all the all those um, Chinese, Japanese, Thai, um, and you can see that from the types of dishes that are on the menu. Um, they have fried rice. Uh, the next, th- this item, pad C. Um, I th- think at one point that maybe I didn't know what type of noodles uh, it was because when I had it, I think at a food tasting, um, it was simply described as uh, pad thai. Um, but because th- it's called pad C, um, it's a different it's it's a different width of the noodle, and that's the real that's the only difference. So it's interesting to note that it's described as Thai wide noodles. So with pad thai, you know that the noodles are are more round and 
definitely you know a, a thinner type of noodle uh, whereas pad C uh, is again a wide noodle uh, I think it might be like a half an inch thick if I'm not mistaken but it, I mean it was just different so keep that in mind um, don't get ex <laughs> surprised when you ask for uh, hey, do you have anything like pad thai? And they say, yeah, the, the pad C. And they bring you out the, the wide noodles. That's just the difference of the, of the noodle. It's still the same taste. Uh, they have, gosh, they've got uh, a, a number of different um, items that, and again, this is new, so I've not been there. But it's what is currently in the area, uh, and if it's in your local neighborhood, visit them because they're. I'm looking at some of the items that they offer. Uh, I'm gonna some. See, this is where I need a correspondence. <laughs> Gangkuan, uh, that's chicken uh, with uh, green curry and vegetables. And then there's sensei, which is um, squid and vegetables. And see, these are seem so more with that Asian fusion because the two owners they have a Hmong background. So of course there's going to be um, the ever favorite lab, which is either in chicken. Uh, I have not had it in beef, so that sounds really interesting. Chicken, yeah live and die for chicken lab of course they have uh, different drinks there so aside from yes they have adult beverages but they also have you know regular teas and milk and so on and so forth um, but they also have desserts and I think I have had mochi uh, is it mochi or mochi mochi ice cream probably one time and just haven't had it again I don't know why maybe because by the time I'm done with a meal I don't want any dessert <laughs> um, I don't really want to force myself either but they have mochi ice cream rice cake and green green tea ice cream I love green tea though it's a palate cleanser uh, especially at the end of the meal it's refreshing um, it just tastes good and typically I don't like green tea this is not a show about what I don't like. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to that green tea ice cream, it's quite delicious. Um, parents, you don't have to worry, too, because they also have a kid's menu. They have mac and cheese, um, crab sticks, and they have pho. So wide selection <laughs> of things to choose from. Wide selection. Now... Now, if you're not familiar with, you know, there is a magazine, and you've probably seen it at CVS, Walgreens, Minneapolis, St. Paul magazine. Pick it up sometimes. <laughs> Definitely pick it up. Uh, because not only will that give you some ideas of new restaurants uh, in the area or across the cities, you will find something and you'll probably hear a more descriptive way uh, describing the foods or the restaurant 
more detailed. Sometimes they go into detail of, you know, the total atmosphere, extra, and that's not our purpose here on this show. This is to tell you about the food itself. Yes, I will kind of comment on the atmosphere and that it was nice and very homey or, or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it, it for here it's always about what the food looks like, what it tastes like. Because <laughs> um, that's what I'd like to focus on. But I mentioned that because this month's uh, issue has been <laughs> delivered. Uh, and it doesn't disappoint, too, because um, on the cover it's listing best restaurants, hottest um, tables in town on the list you've been waiting for. Now, and that's when I should say it's 50 of them and we're not going to go through all 50 but I will tell you about a few that you've probably heard me talk about in the past um, that I've shared pictures on Facebook with um, and there will be others that I have not gone to but am looking forward to going to because I know that uh yeah, going through this list, I had to mark off an X a number of these where I was like, I need to go to this one, I need to go to this one, this one I've gone to, I like, liked it. So let's get started with it. Um, I'm skipping, so I'm not going to tell you a particular number, um, but you know, if you want, you could write a few of these down for yourself. I mentioned that I had, that they're one of the chefs that is in the Kishon is um, is at uh, Rob, excuse me at the rabbit hole um, the rabbit hole it's in the Midtown Global Market edgy menu um, just like street food um, so it's not going to be like these huge plates of food and so forth they're small very uh, if you want to just they're not they're larger than appetizer size but again when you're saying street food think of like a taco um, a street taco or from um, a food truck there the sizes are going to be sufficient enough for you to say okay that was really good I'm not too full I could probably have something else but that's equate that to the rabbit hole and the different sizes that they have and that they're actually going to be serving so again that street cart um, type of vibe. Um, some of the things that they offer, um, salmon poke, uh, you know, <laughs> I love the names, um, Van Damme Good uh, Brussels, <laughs> Brussels sprouts that is, um, and with a bacon vinaigrette, uh, there's brisket kimchi, oh, not brisket kimchi, just brisket, <laughs> and then kimchi, no, it is. It's brisket kimchi fried rice bowl. Let's see, it's crazy. Uh, and then so many other different things on the menu. But again, they are located in the Midtown Global Market. Um, I had, wow, I think it was just a kind of like a, a simple California roll. I think it came with like six six pieces for six dollars. That was at the happy hour. Again, we were having a, a kind of like a business. Uh, volunteer business lunch or meeting if you would um but i liked it you know i i enjoyed it i actually have two two orders of it actually because i don't know maybe because i was hungry 
but I think it was because I enjoyed it more than anything. But I think, if I recall, there was fried pieces of chicken on the inside. I mean, not huge pieces. These were, again, keep in mind that this was uh, like a sushi roll itself. But the pieces of chicken, fried pieces of chicken were just the right size and it wasn't too much that would overstuff the the roll or that the roll would come apart um so i had two of those they were very good quite good makes me want to go back and have more <laughs> but remember they are in the midtown global market if you want to find out more information um about um uh, uh, the rabbit hole please go to their website at eatdrinkrabbit.com. Again, that's eatdrinkrabbit.com. The next one I want to mention uh, or bring to your attention, um, Cook St. Paul. Uh, Cook St. Paul, shout out to you all. I, I, I love going there for breakfast. There is another place that I've, you know, we've talked, I've talked about uh, that I love going to, Neighborhood Cafe. Um, but Cook St. Paul, they are on pain. I'm telling you, I think more and more patrons or just residents, either Minneapolis, St. Paul, just all over, they're noticing that St. Paul is, especially on pain, is becoming a force is becoming a force to reckon with um, when it comes down to new restaurants or restaurants that are offering wonderful food uh, cook st paul is no except is n- no exception um you know they are one of the ones specifically for breakfast that they mention um, and i believe that they have certain different categories for each one of these um this specifically is for breakfast but you know eddie Wu, he the pancakes that he offers uh there is, you know, I tasted their eggs Benedict, and I think they have two different types of eggs Benedict. But I, t- I just had one, uh, and man, the hollandaise sauce is just so good. But I- it's a, it's a, it's a stay, it's a staple within uh, you know on uh, on pain. Um, they offer a, a mac. <laughs> A mac and cheese, which is butter fried um, kimchi. Gosh, butter fried kimchi. That's some wonderful stuff right there. There's Korean short ribs. And then on Friday, they normally, ha- on certain Fridays, they normally have, I believe it is Lao food. It's almost like. Uh, every certain weeks that there is I think it's called Seoul Lao and I've mentioned that before but which was surprising too and I felt kind of bad because I I had mentioned when I talked about the Lao pop-up I've never had um, Lao food before And Cook offers that on a Friday. I think it's at like 5.30 on fri- 5.30 or 6.30 on Friday. Um, and I 
don't I don't think it's every Friday. But you could certainly find out more information on that too. Um, you know, they again are listed as one of these fifty restaurants, best restaurants uh, within the cities that you should visit. So that's Cook St. Paul. Uh, if you, you know, for more information, go to Cook STP, which is St. Paul, CooksSTP.com. Uh, they are located at 1124 Payne Avenue, and that's in St. Paul. Um, make sure you check out their Eggs Benedict. I'm telling you, and it's a, it's a cozy place. Uh, it's not by all means. It's not cramped. It's cozy. It's nice and small. It's, it's warm in there too. So yeah, I, I, I love sitting by the window and enjoying feeling the warmth. <laughs> Make sure you go there and support your restaurants on pain. You won't be disappointed. That's for sure. There is <laughs> this past. <laughs> I have another event that I'm actually going to mention before my time with us, with you all, expires. <laughs> but I was on a mission this past Tuesday? No, Wednesday. I was on a mission. I was on assignment. <laughs> and you can see that a uh, picture of my assignment, <laughs> sort of. Okay, you not really of the assignment itself, per se, but I was in downtown um, Minneapolis. I was going to say downtown Los Angeles. Downtown Minneapolis, and I went to, got off the light rail, and got, and went to uh, a restaurant that I had been hearing so much about, and, you know, I, because I was on an assignment doing a project working on a project I felt I needed to get something to eat really quick um, so I stopped in at Mercury Dining Room uh, and Rail and that is one of the ones that is it just happened to be one of the 50 restaurants now again I had gone there on Wednesday I got this magazine on in the mail on Friday Yes, I'm well, no, actually Thursday at Projects. I got it in the mail on Thursday, so I was very surprised. I'm going through it uh, to see that one of the restaurants that I had just recently gone to is also in here as, best, as one of the best restaurants. Um, I, and they have an awesome snack bar. Um, I think $5 ahi tuna sliders, uh, $5 steak sandwiches. Um, there's a kit, and this I, I have not had, but I saw someone else having it and was thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, kale dip and chicken wings. Uh, that was, you know, I, I was there a little bit later in the morning time, so like about 11, 11.30, but I was like, wow, okay, well, interesting. They, of course, have cocktails you know, for adult beverages. But again, I'm there about the food. I really am. And I love the fact that, you know, it is a, a very unique place. I mean, <laughs> there, 
it's connected to the Sioux building, S-O-O building um, in downtown Minneapolis. So if you've never been in that building, it's very Art Deco. But the actual Mercury Dining Room uh, and Rail, the restaurant portion, bar, bar area, very, uh, very nice setting. Uh, very friendly staff. Um, I, and the foods that, that they were offering and that I just those few things that I mentioned um, seem to be popular uh, uh, on their menu as well as what people order. Um, I gotta say, there, I had their w- what's referred to as a Johnny Cake um, Eggs Benedict. So it was a grilled spoon bread which I didn't know what that was okay from my standpoint <laughs> uh, Belizeans make a Johnny cake that is flour milk you know water the basic ingredients whatever to make a kind of like a simple biscuit if you would and you bake it well, this is not the Johnny Cake that they're referring to. I saw it on their menu. I was like, Johnny Cake uh, Eggs Benedict. So I had to ask. And it was more of kind of like a cornbread, if you would. But it was grilled. It was so buttery and tasty. And then, of course, uh, there was braised pork. And then uh, the, uh, the actual poached egg. Uh, and a mustard caviar which I thought was quite interesting. And then, man, the the house fries, the flavoring, the multi, the microgreens that uh, it was served with, um, just the, the seasonings that they used on it. And um, it was with grilled uh, bell peppers. And the bell peppers, they were... They were soft enough, but they were not, you know, totally wilted. So, yeah, I, like I said, talking about the food, and I want to make it sound mothwatering to you (laughs) and let you know that I enjoyed it. Uh, But Mercury Dining Hall or Dining Room, and see, I've known it as Mercury Dining Hall and Rail. They have it indicated as Mercury Dining Room and Rail. Well, here... They are located at 505 Marquette Avenue um, South, and that's downtown Minneapolis. Uh, to find out more information about uh, Mercury Dining Dining Hall, I wonder if they know that. It says Mercury Dining Room. Hmm. <laughs> you would go to Mercury MPLS, Mercury Minneapolis, the shortened version of Minneapolis. And you can find out more information about their menu, the prices. Very wonderful, awesome place. It, the items that they look uh, that they have uh, listed for brunch, yeah. Um, I think that I'm going to have to go there for a brunch um, on a Sunday, and hopefully, some other friends that normally do brunch have not had the opportunity to go. Um, it's not a competition. I just like to try to find places that they've not gone to and then encourage them to go. <laughs> so, anyway. There are so many uh, other restaurants uh, that I could talk about and I could mention. Like, 
uh, Revival, which, as you all know, is very popular. have not had the opportunity to go to the one in St. Paul. Can you imagine? Because it's always full the time that I want to go. Anyway, <laughs> it will happen. It will happen. Oh, my goodness. Thank you all so much. We are at the top of the hour. I really want to... Uh, say again thank you for joining me on this wonderful saturday morning um tune in uh next week i will have information about the kashan and photos and descriptions and sharing all of that information with you my listening audience um visit again my facebook page on uh at the unbuji foodie and look out for different photos on instagram as well as always, as I end every show, I want to thank you all uh, for listening to this show on WEQI 104.7, the voice of the East Side. Uh, just, I want to encourage you, never let anyone tell you what kind of foodie to be, because really, it's all about the food. Until next time, people, peace.